Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Go ahead and move into the Word of God. And I want to talk to you about something I've been sharing uh, for the last few weeks uh, on these enemies of the heart that I'm calling monsters. Um, I know last Sunday, Pastor John did a, a wonderful job. And I love Pastor John. I appreciate him uh, preaching for me and giving me the opportunity to get away. But he preached on anger and how anger... Uh, can hinder your walk with the Lord. And listen, all of us have these monsters in our life. Can I get an amen? I don't care who you are, whether you like to admit it or not, there's these monsters that can uh, come into our life and they can bring destruction into our life and cause us to act out and with some crazy behavior. Uh, these monsters that come at us at times, depending on which one it is, uh, they want to devour our faith in God as their goal. It's the devil wanting to pull you away from God. And they want to destroy that victory that we already have through Jesus Christ. And, and these monsters have a way of uh, robbing you of your peace and robbing you of the joy that Christ has already purchased for you through the work of the cross. And these monsters will come and they will bring destruction in your life. But I'm here to tell you this morning, the good news is, friend, that Jesus Christ, through the work of the cross and His resurrection, those monsters have already been destroyed. We, by faith now, need to claim and walk in the victory that Christ has already provided for us. Aren't you grateful today for what Jesus did for us on the cross? And the first monster that I mentioned to you a few weeks ago was the monster of pride. And pride is the most dangerous monster because pride is when you get to a place in your life that you elevate yourself above God and above others. And don't you know it's a dangerous place to elevate yourself above God declaring that you know more than God knows? Pride is dangerous. Pride is living apart from God and rebelling against God. That's pride and it will destroy you. And then last Sunday, as I mentioned, Pastor John preached on anger. And today I want to talk to you just for a few minutes on the monster called guilt. The monster called guilt. All of us, whether we want to admit it or not, we deal with this monster in our life. Some people deal with it every day of their life. This thing called guilt. And it, can, it really can bring some destructive behavior in your life as well. Guilt comes to us in a lot of different reasons. We can have guilt on our hearts today for uh, maybe some sins that we have committed. You know Christians still can commit sins. So guilt comes from sins that we've committed. Guilt can come to us. You may have walked through the door today with guilt because of some things that you've done in your past. You may be feeling guilt this morning because the devil's been tempting you and tempting you and uh, you have given in to temptation and you've gone back away from God. Maybe you walked in this morning and it's the guilt of a, what you feel like a, a wasted life or the way you've treated people in the past. And when you deal with guilt, when guilt comes in, this monster guilt, when it comes in, it can produce some things in your life that are not good. It brings 
uh, shame in our life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? When, when you're just filled with this guilt on the inside of what you've done or what you haven't done, it brings shame on you and it can bring disgrace and it can bring the fear and failure and make you feel so unworthy because you're consumed with this dark grief or dark guilt in your life that will begin to uh, weigh you down and keep you from being able to enjoy your walk with Jesus. And it will, it will keep you from being able to enjoy that peace and that joy that comes from knowing Jesus Christ because you're so consumed with guilt. And one of the greatest examples in the Bible of one who was weighted down with so much guilt was the life of King David. Was the life of King David, this, this young boy who was a, a shepherd and then anointed to be king over Israel. And the young boy who went there and slayed the giant Goliath. The, the one that the Bible says was after God's own heart. At one point in his life, he made some mistakes, just like all of us make mistakes. Can I get an amen? amen. And he committed this horrible sin when he committed adultery with Uriah's wife. You know the story. He, he takes his eyes off of God. This anointed man, a man after God's own heart, he takes his eyes off of God. And he gets his eyes on the lust of his flesh. And he goes out and he commits adultery with Bathsheba. Uriah's wife, and then to add to that, the sins just continue to pile on, and then he has the husband murdered, and he's so deceptive in his plans, and then David is confronted, you know, uh, with his sin. After he's committed these horrible sins, God sends this prophet, this preacher to him called Nathan. His name is Nathan, and, and Nathan calls him out on his sin. He confronts him on his sin. Some people need to be confronted. Amen. And Nathan confronted David and told David, you know what? You're guilty of sin, David. You're guilty of sin. And you know the story there. But here's where I want to focus at this morning. David was so, he was so weighed down after he talked and was confronted by Nathan. He was overwhelmed with guilt. You read in Psalm 38 that David says this. My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy for me to bear. And some of you may have walked in these doors of this church this morning. And you have the testimony of David. That you're overwhelmed with this guilt of what you've done. Maybe yesterday or in the past. Or, or maybe on the way to church this morning. And it's so heavy you can barely carry it anymore. And then David, if, I want you to mark this scripture down. Psalm 38.4 and then this one here is Psalm 51. David goes into a prayer of repentance. And I want you to listen to this man. You can hear the voice. You can hear the heartbeat of a man that is consumed and overwhelmed with guilt in his life. And listen to his words. I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. This is David talking to God in his prayer of repentance. After he's confronted with sin. Listen to the guilt coming from his heart. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Aren't you grateful for God's unfailing love today? Because of your great compassion, blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Some of you have walked through these doors and guilt has been haunting you day and night, day and night, year after year. You're weighed down and overwhelmed with this burden, this, this uh, guilt inside. And David says, against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. 
You will be proved right in what you say, for your judgment is against me as just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again, God. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Please, God, remove the stain of guilt in my life. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, I thank you for your word right now, Lord. I thank you for your anointing. I pray and trust your anointing over myself and over everyone here in this church today, God. I thank you for every soul that's here. If there's anyone that's been haunted day and night and overwhelmed by guilt, the stain of guilt in their life, free them today, Jesus. Set them free today, God, and do a supernatural work in every one of us, God, that you may be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This psalm here, Psalm 51, I encourage you to go back this week and read the entire psalm. That was verses 1 through 9. But can, let me ask you, can, when, when I read that psalm to you, can you just hear the heartbeat of David? Can you hear his heart, the guilt coming out of his life because of the sin that he's committed? This sin has brought misery and has brought shame to his heart. And you can just hear it in the words as he begins to share this prayer of repentance. And I can relate to David. I'm sure many of you can relate to him about carrying that burden of guilt in your life. All of us have dealt with it before. I, that, that burden of guilt can cause you to act out in some very destructive ways. I know personally for me that I carried guilt for several years. Even after my sins were forgiven, I still, the, I still had this guilt. But it was only until I learned the promises of God and the word of God. And he reminded me that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. My faith is in him and through the blood that's been shed. I've been cleansed and I'm a new creature now. Hallelujah. And I don't have to walk around with that guilt no more. But things that had been done in the past to myself and things that I had done to other people, there was just an overwhelming burden of guilt in my life, just a, a guilt that would pull you down, something you couldn't even bear. And we battle guilt, and, and we counsel people all the time here in this church, and, and they, they fight this monster of guilt daily in their life. It's just not a one-time thing every once in a while. Some people are just overcome by this guilt every day of their life. And people will do whatever they can to escape guilt. I know for me, alcohol was a one way of trying to escape from guilt. Drugs was a way to escape from guilt. You, you name it, and people will do it trying to escape from guilt. How many of you have ever heard of any cutters? Do you know what a cutter is? Individuals that will take a knife or a sharp object and, and begin to cut themselves. Uh, a close friend of mine that used to come to celebrate recovery here, he was a cutter. And uh, I remember one time we went to his, we had to hide knives when we went there uh, in his apartment because he was always cutting himself. People cutting themselves, cutting themselves, hoping that, that that blood and that pain that comes out will relieve them of that burden of guilt they feel in their life. But it's still going to be there. But people will do all kinds of destructive things. You see, guilt will break you down in many ways. I remember... A couple of years ago, I was watching a documentary on the movie, The Passion of the Christ. Some of y'all have seen that movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. And they were talking about the testimonies that were, uh, came from that movie. And did you know there was a, a man 
that went in to see those movies. Uh, he had committed murder when he was a younger adult and had got away with it all of his life. And then at a one point in time, he was invited with some friends to go see this movie when he was an older gentleman in life. And when he was watching The Passion, while he was watching, he was overcome with such guilt in his life and such shame because of what he had been doing and the way he had been trying to hide it. That when the movie was over with, he went straight to a police station and confessed those murders and turned himself in because the guilt was so heavy. Guilt will, guilt will touch you in many different ways. And this man, he broke down in guilt from watching the passion of the Christ because he had broken God's law. And guess what? Let me announce to all of us, including myself, we've all broken God's law. The Bible says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. So we're just like this man. And we're just like David. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we, we sin in life. Sometimes we have failure. Sometimes we have a mess up in life. And we have to deal with guilt. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? You've had to deal with this guilt in your life. I had to deal with it last week before we left on our trip to go to New York. Lisa and I and the boys, we were trying to run through town and, and get a few things done before we were to leave out on our trip. And just to kind of tell you how we shop, uh, I drive the car, she gets out, we circle the parking lot, and I make the pickup. So uh, we're there in Goldsboro, and, and on this trip here, she gets out, and she gets out with the boys, and they walk into the store, and I circle around the parking lot, and I see that she's coming out the door, so I pull right up there to them, and they're walking toward her Highlander there with her car, and, and I don't know what got a hold of me. I can't even explain it, but right when she got in front of the, right in front of the car, I just laid down on the horn. It was not good. It was not good. When, when she got in the car, I knew it was not good. How many of you husbands know by the look from your wife that it's not good? It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. And I was overcome with guilt. I was like, why did you do that, son? I don't even know why. She said, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. The devil. And then we went out yesterday for a little while. And Lucas was in the back seat, and here she come again after making the pickup, and I was getting ready to pick her up, and he's like, Daddy, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> How many of y'all have ever seen the movie Dukes of Hazards, and you remember Crazy Cooter? He says, I'm crazy, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> but I was overcome with guilt from what I did to my wife. And some of you are dealing with guilt this morning. Walking through these doors, the guilt of a bad attitude, maybe the way that you blew up at your wife. Maybe it's the guilt of the way you blew up at your husband. The way that you lost it with your kids. Maybe the way you blew up at a friend. Some of you walked in this morning with, consumed with guilt because of the words that you used to hurt somebody that's close to you and you're filled with guilt. Guilt because of the way you disrespected a co-worker or Guilt because of the way you treated your boss. Guilt because of the way you treated a person that's not the same color as you. Guilt because of the way you treated a person that doesn't speak the same language as you. Man, it got quiet in here. Guilt because 
I mean, I, I, I know I'm a follower of Christ. I named the name of Christ. I am a Christian. I love God and I love people, but I just blew out some poor soul at the Walmart parking lot. What's going on with me? Guilt. Guilt that will just overwhelm you. Guilt because of going back into that old lifestyle. Guilt because of mistakes that you made with your family. You see, when these things begin to happen to us, we're overwhelmed with guilt and the burden is too heavy for us to carry. And I don't care who you are, each and every one of us, every one of us, we face this guilt from time to time. But the question is, here's the question, how do you handle guilt? How do you handle guilt? Listen, there's different ways we counsel people here in the church and I was never a licensed counselor, but I do pick up books and I like to read them and I've picked up some things uh, over some time, and that I believe that we can apply to our life this morning. So I want to have a counseling session with you just for a few minutes here on how you do not handle guilt. This is the wrong way to handle guilt. Write it down, number one. The wrong way that you deal with guilt, that most people deal with it, is hoping that time is going to fix it. Friend, time can go by, but the guilt's still going to be there. That man that committed that murder when he was a young adult and was watching that movie, years had gone by, years had gone by, years had gone by. But guess what? The guilt was still there. Time is not going to remove guilt, number one. Number two, another wrong way to deal with guilt is to make excuses. To make excuses. Did you see what David said in this psalm? David said, I have sinned and I've sinned against you, Lord. He acknowledged, he confessed that I have sinned. He didn't try to make no excuse. He didn't try to blame anybody else. That's one of our foundations there in Celebrate Recovery, that you accept the responsibility of the decisions you make in your life and you stop playing the blame game. So we need to quit making excuses. Well, you know how it is. that They, they made me do it. They made me do it. My friends made me do it. My, my family made me do it. My boyfriend made me do it. My girlfriend made me do it. My dog made me do it. I mean, they just come up with any excuse to try to justify the guilt they feel in their life. We say things like this. You don't have any clue what I'm going through in my life. Do you know how much pressure I got going on in my life right now? Do you, do you know the stress that I'm under right now? Do you know what our family's going through right now? And we'll just come up with every excuse and everything we can to try to blame that guilt, hoping the guilt will go away. Friend, excuses and blame will never remove guilt. Another way, wrong way that we deal with guilt is making promises. Oh, I was the king of this one. I promise I'm not going to do it again. I promise I'm not going to do it again. Do you know how many times that I woke up on a Monday morning blitz from a wild weekend of alcohol and drugs and declared to myself that I will never do this again? I'll go pour it out. I'll go flush the bag sometimes. And I'm going to declare I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to do it again. And by the end of the week, sometimes by the end of the day, I'd already done it again. I promise I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to touch that thing again. I'm never going to look at that thing again. I'm never going to go there again. I'm never going to say that again. You don't have to raise your hand. 
promises will never remove guilt. You remember Peter? You know, Peter in the Bible, he promised, Lord, I will never deny you. I will always be there with you, Lord. I will always. I make a promise. I'm going to be with you. I'll never deny you. And but in, in hours' time, he had already denied Christ. Not one time, but three times. Promise will not remove guilt. Lord, help us. No, I, I'm, no, no, I'm serious this time. I really mean it this time. I really mean it this time. Well, what about the other 25 times? No, I, I, I'm, I'm serious this time. I'm, I'm coming to the altar and I'm giving God a pinky promise this time. I'm, it's going to be on. I'm doing it this time. I promise. Promises will never remove guilt. And another way, wrong way of dealing with guilt is hoping for our religious acts to remove the guilt. Some of us can mess up at times and we can do things and sin against God and, and then we'll say, you know what, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll be sure to go to church on Sunday. That'll, that'll, that'll remove the guilt. I'll go to church Sunday and i tell you what, I'll go to the first service and the second service. Hallelujah. That'll remove the guilt. And then I'll go Sunday night. Then I'll go Wednesday. And you know what I might do too? I might actually get on my knees and I might pray. That'll work. That'll work. And I'll read the Bible. I won't just read the verse of the day. I'm going to actually read a chapter today because that's going to remove the guilt from my life. I'll go to the altar. I'll shake the preacher's hand. Friend, religious acts will not remove guilt. You know, I read a story about these monks. And the monks were at a place where they were so consumed with their life and they were... They would mess up at times hoping that they could be perfect. But listen to me, friend. You're not perfect. The world's not perfect. Jesus is the only one perfect. And these monks would get so consumed about trying to be perfect in their life. And if they messed up, they would begin to beat their bodies. Beat their bodies until their bodies began bruised and began to bleed. And once they bled, they felt like that guilt was being removed out of their life. Friend, let me just tell you, religious works will never remove our guilt. God, help us today. There's only one way. There's only one way. Listen to me. Write this down because here's the answer right here. There's only one way that your guilt can be removed. Only one way that your guilt can be removed. And that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Aren't you grateful today for the blood? Won't you clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Jesus said this in Matthew. He says, My blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. His blood is poured out so our guilt can be removed, the guilt of sin. In Hebrews 9, 14, I have them on the, on the wall there. It says that he offered himself his blood to cleanse our consciousness from the acts of the, that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. And then in Revelation, John said this, talking about Jesus Christ. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. By his blood. Friend, there's power in the blood this morning. There's power in the blood that's never lost its power. There's power to cleanse your conscience. There's power to remove the guilt of sin out of your life. Listen to me. Time won't do it. Excuses won't do it. Religious acts won't do it. It's just faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. He's paid the price for us. He went to the cross. He shed his blood so your guilt can be removed. Hallelujah. Plead the blood. And that's what we have to do. Plead the blood in faith and trust in the work of Jesus. Listen, I, I know people today don't like when you talk about the word blood in church and anywhere else. 
It's too gory. You don't need to mention it. You're gonna, you need to be seeker friendly. You're going to run people off. And there's churches right now. I know you don't believe this. I know you don't. But listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. There are churches right now who will not put up a cross in the church. They won't talk about the blood because they want that first time visitor to come back and be a second time guest. Because they're afraid that the word blood is going to scare them off. Friend, let me tell you today. I want them to come back, but more so than ever, I want their guilt removed so they can go to heaven and be with Jesus. That's the main thing. And it can only happen through the preaching of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God help us. When we come into church, friend, we should be thanking God for His blood. We should be praising Him for His blood. Because it's through the blood of Jesus Christ that our sins are forgiven. Let me tell you, those songs we were singing this morning, I'm thankful today for God's grace. I'm thankful today for God's mercy. I'm thankful today that He's the King of kings and He, and he rules and reigns from heaven. I'm thankful for all that. But none of that removes my guilt. Only the blood. I'm thankful today for God's love that He demonstrates to us every day. I'm thankful for all the blessings of my life. But you know what? That doesn't remove guilt. Only the blood. I'm thankful today knowing that if I just keep holding on to my walk of faith, that Jesus is coming back again. But guess what? Just knowing that Jesus is coming back again, that doesn't remove guilt. It's only the blood. It's only the blood of Jesus that will remove that sin and guilt out of your life. What's that song we sing? What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And the devil, boy, I tell you, he's got a way of just slithering his way in. He'll try to add to that weight that's around your neck and create a burden in your life with lies and accusing you and shaming you and condemning you, telling you that you're never going to amount to nothing, telling you you're never going to succeed, telling you that it's all over, telling you that it's all a joke, trying to create deception in your life. Let me tell you, friend, if he's doing that to you right now, what you need to do is you need to begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Come on, I'm telling you, friend, say it, blood. You begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. The Bible tells us that we overcome the enemy by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Satan, you're not going to accuse me anymore. You're not going to defeat me no more. I plead the blood over my life. When God sees me, he sees the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come, brother, and help me. Thank the Lord for the blood. We're getting ready to sing about the blood. We're getting ready to make the devil mad. Come on now. We're getting ready to do one right there on him. Listen. I'm, I'm telling you because my heart is in this right here because I want you to know this. I walked around with a lot of guilt. I remember the, like, the first two years of Celebrate Recovery when I went through those lesson plans, man, I, it, I didn't like it because I was having to go through some things and, and, and work out some stuff that I had done and it wasn't good looking at it. And it hurts. It hurts when you do things to yourself. It really hurts when you hurt people around you. And when David said, man, you, you just... 
my guilt overwhelms me to a place where I don't even know if I can bear it anymore, I know exactly how he feels. And I hope everybody in this room realizes how that feels. Because the guilt of sin, friend, will pull you down. And the only way you can be freed from that guilt is through the blood of Jesus Christ. I said the blood. Faith in the blood. Plead the blood. And let God do the rest. Some of you showed up this morning and you've been consumed with this guilt. And it's filled your life and you have felt overwhelmed by it because of some things that have happened in the past. And you're just trying to get victory in your life right now and you need God to help you. I want to just encourage you this morning to run to the cross. I don't care who you are. The blood will cover all sin. I don't care who you are and what you've done. If you will run to Jesus, to the cross, and put your faith and repent and turn and put your faith in Jesus Christ and the work of the cross, He will save you. You know what happens when He does that? The Scriptures tell us this. That He forgives us of our sins. Boy, that was one weight that was lifted off. And then He clears our conscience. He removes that stain of guilt out of your life where you can have a clear conscience. Yeah, I messed up, but it's been washed in the blood. And now I can have peace with God. I can have the joy of God. And I can have hope in God. Because I'm not who I used to be. And it's all under the blood of Jesus Christ. And devil, when you come at me and try to bring those accusations up and try to make me relive that stuff, I plead the blood, Jesus, over my life. And I will overcome the enemy by the word of my testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Would you stand with me, please? Listen, we got a few minutes. I don't want anybody to go anywhere, please, please. Because I know everybody in this church deals with what I'm talking about today at some point in time in your life. Pastor Kevin's going to lead us in a song as we sing about the blood. Would you be honest enough and open enough enough this morning that when this song begins to play, and I want everybody to sing, the words are going to be on the screen, and you begin to claim it over your life. But if you're here this morning, and you have been consumed with this guilt in your life, and you need to be freed from it, you want a victory over this thing, I want you to do me a favor. And as we sing, would you come to the altar and just find a place and kneel down so we can pray for you.